This podcast is brought to you by New Hope Baptist Church. For more information, visit the website newhope.net.au or follow us on social media. I'd love to ask you a question today. And my question is this. Are you blessed? Are you favoured by God? And I wonder as you think through the answer to this question, what are the images and the ideas that begin to come to mind that would help you establish and know how blessed or how favoured you believe you are by God? You know, what would it take for you to put an image up on your social media and say, hey, I'm hashtag blessed uh, this week? Because the truth is the images and the ideas that you attach to the blessing and favour of God say a lot about the image you hold of him. Come with me on the, the progression of logic. Whatever image you have of God, if he is good and he blesses you, these things would be something of a replication of his nature and his character. So the things that you attach blessing and favour to tell you something about who you think God is. And they also reveal to you the things that are most important and most valuable in your inner world. They begin to say to you some of the things that really matter and the things that you pursue and are seeking after in your life. And so the things you attach blessing and favour to matter. So choose your answer carefully. You know, and as much as we try to control how we live our lives, the truth is our, our inner world leaks It's seen by others. It's felt by others. The inner world that we live with actually creates something of an environment that people can't always explain, but we feel in each other. We feel the results of the inner world as we rub shoulders with each other, as we we go through life with each other. And so your answer to what blessing and favour in your life attaches to not only reveals the character and nature of God, not only reveals to you what matters, but also begins to give you clues as to the type of environment, the feel that people might have as they bump into life with you and and, and journey through life with you. And so today I want to explore this scripture that Mary expresses her blessing and favour from God. The angels come to her and and they tell her that she is favoured and that she is going to give birth to this promised Messiah. This word that has come from Isaiah is now spoken to Mary and she declares boldly in the scripture that we read that my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. As the magnitude and the reality of this promise comes over Mary, she declares boldly, I am blessed. I am favoured by God. But the truth is that this humble, bold declaration by Mary is actually anything but a moment of blessing in her life. Mary is about to go through 
One of the most challenging and confronting experiences, the news from the angels that Mary, a young teenage virgin, will now be pregnant and give birth to a child outside of wedlock, is anything but good news for her in her society, in her generation and her time. In fact, this is going to really mess with her life. This is actually going to change how people see her. At the very least, this news is going to lead to her being ostracized by her family, excluded from her community. Her reputation is likely to be um, in tatters. And at the very worst, this could lead to something like being stoned for unfaithfulness and um, falling pregnant outside of marriage. It's likely that her engagement is going to be called off. Her fiancé will leave her because he knows this baby is not his that she's carrying. While this news of the coming Saviour is good news to you and I, we celebrate it and rejoice in it. For Mary, this comes at great cost. And yet, this young teenage girl simply responds with joy. She responds to this bad news by saying, the mighty one has blessed me. The mighty one has done great things in my life. For all generations, I will be known as blessed. Mary's faith, Mary's humble faith and her declaration of blessing stands in contrast to so much of our commonly held definitions of blessing. I so often say I'm so blessed to have this or that. There's so many things that I attach blessing to in my life. And so many of us would think of things that have to do with health or wealth or family or achievement in our workplaces or some other form of goals and prosperity that we have found that are signals of blessing and favour in our lives. But Mary is on to something else. And this this, uh, challenge from Mary, this contrast of what she attaches blessing to, to what I often do, slaps me in the face. It causes me to sit up and wonder, what's going on here? Why is it that Mary is so confident she is blessed when in fact she is being led into such a challenging situation? Mary has something to say to us today. Her inner world is leaking out in this moment. You know, we don't get much of the biblical story of 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 Mary. This is one of the few moments that she's included in the biblical narrative. You know, inevitably her son Jesus takes over. It's all about him from this point on. But here we get to see something of the heart and the nature and the inner world of Mary. Her eyes are not focused on herself. Her purpose and her faith is not about the circumstances of her life bringing her what is of benefit in her society. But her eyes are focused on the work of the living God in her. It's not about possession. It's not about status. It's not about success in the eyes of her society, but about the the choice of the living God to choose her to fulfill his purposes and his ways in this world. That's is what Mary attaches blessing to. That challenges us. This humble, genuine faith is what we are called to carry. This humble faith, which is about something else other than the pursuits of what we value in life, is what Mary is about. And this is why God selects Mary to be the mother of his child. 
in this earth. Blessing and favour are not about the toys and the achievements that we have, but about God choosing us to be the ones that he achieves his purposes through. Being hashtag blessed is about God using you to do his work. And Paul carries on with this idea later on in the scriptures. In Philippians 3, Paul says, I count everything as loss compared to the surpassing uh, worth of knowing Christ Jesus. Mary lives this out in this moment of her life. This is the claim of her life, a simple, humble faith, a striking faith that challenges us to reconsider what we attach blessing and favour to. But Mary also stands in contrast to many of the biblical figures of faith that exist right throughout Scripture. Not only does she challenge us today, She stands uniquely among some of our heroes of faith. Adam and Eve, for example, questioned God, questioned his blessing and favour and were sceptical that God was really blessing them to the full extent. They had a little bit of keeping up with the Joneses syndrome or wondering if the grass was greener in the other paddock, wondered if maybe God was not blessing them to all that he could and so walked away from him to pursue their own ideas about what really mattered in life. Abraham received a promise that would be a blessing over his life, but it seemed impossible. And so rather than living with trust and following in God's ways, felt that he needed to create his own pathways to achieve God's ways rather than letting God be God. Moses ran away from the blessing of God, tried to escape God using him to achieve great things because it was intimidating. It was scary. And the disciples constantly felt like they needed to fix Jesus up, to harmonise him and correct his ways, to smooth out the things that he said that didn't make sense. And Jesus constantly confounded them and confused them and challenged them to turn upside down their ways of understanding life. When they wanted him to speak to the powerful and the elite in their society, Jesus said, no, I want to talk to the children, to the vulnerable, to the poor, to the sick. Bring them to me. They're who my ministry is towards. And when it came to issues like uh, moral failure, Jesus said to his disciples and those watching on, well, those who are without sin can cast the first stone. So many of the heroes of our faith are challenged when they're confronted with God's purposes and his work in their lives. As they realise the cost that will inevitably come with that, there's often a wobble and uncertainty And God has grace and encouragement to these figures and we can see their stories unfold. But Mary stands in contrast because in a humble, simple faith, she sees it as blessing that God would choose her. It's not circumstance. It's not events. It's not that her life would play out in a way that others would celebrate her in that moment. It's that God chose her. And she reveals to us what blessing and favour from God are really about. You know, it's no wonder that this is the woman that God chose to place his son under the care of. If our inner world leaks and it comes out of us and it creates an environment, this is the type of faith, this is the home environment that Jesus would be cultivated in, grown in, taught within. A humble faith that this promised Messiah would grow in and see in his mother and see lived out in the everyday life of his family. 
It's no wonder that a, a, a mere 30 years later, as Jesus starts out his ministry, this heart that his mother carries, this genuine faith that she carries, begins to influence the opening sermons that he gives on a hillside to his followers, where Jesus talks about what it looks like to be blessed. And he says in Matthew 5, you're blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted. This is Mary's heart. That blessing is not attached to what you achieve and how well your life is lived, but to actually being in step with God, to living in humility and with a deep love for him in meekness, in a servant-hearted way to the world around you. This heart of Mary... Jesus carries on. It lives throughout Scripture in the Old Testament, in in Mary's heart and throughout Jesus' ministry. This is what we are called to as the followers of Jesus. And so what is it that blessing and favour are attached to in your life? Because it reveals something of your image of God. It reveals something of the inner workings of your life. And it begins to reveal to you the environment that is cultivated and created around you, that others will be influenced by and will be grown within. What is it, parents, that is in the environment created in your home? What is it that is created in your workplace around you, in your friendship groups, wherever you go? What environment is cultivated when you're there? The invitation from Mary to us today is such a simple one, one of humble faith. To not place our understanding and ideas of blessing and favour, you know, and the things we can achieve and can have and, and the successes that we might experience in life, but instead to do away with our broken perceptions of blessing and favour and instead receive what God has for us. That he would see you. He would know you. He would search you out and seek to offer you grace and love in abundance. And then he would use you to bring transformation and hope in his name to this world. When we can see that and we can identify these ways of God in our lives, we can truly say, I am blessed and I am favoured. This is the invitation to us today. Whether this is one of the first times you have heard of Jesus' love for you, Well, this is a moment for you to recommit your life once more. Receive this invitation. Step into this work of God in your life. And this week, focus and see the ways he is at work using you to achieve his purposes in this world.